0: Amazing Grace Kona welcome you to today's lesson from Pastor Izzy Manzo. Our prayer is that today's lesson will spiritually feed and uplift you. Now, here's Pastor Izzy. Well, guys, would you turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 7? Now, verse 1 says, or do you not know, brethren, and he says, I'm speaking to those that know the law, that the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as he lives. If you're Wondering, do you have to go to court for a traffic ticket? Yes, you do. The law has jurisdiction over you. Will I like it or not? Until you die. As soon as you die, do you need to appear in court for your traffic ticket or for whatever charges you're being brought up? No. As soon as you die, the jurisdiction of the law is ended. The law is just given for while you're alive. So this idea of death is critical for us to understand, to have new life, I have to learn something here. Let's see what he says. He says, listen to this. For the married woman is bound by the law to her husband while he is living. But if her husband dies, well, then she's freed. She's released concerning her husband. When we marry someone, we say, what well, God has joined together, let no man put asunder. This is a contract of vow. We take each other as husband and wife till death do us part. When you enter into that, you are married until death separates you. So then verse 3, if while her husband's living she's joined to another man. And it says she'll be called an adulteress, but if her husband dies, she's freed from the law so that she's not an adulteress. After your spouse dies, you are allowed to remarry. Your marriage vows last until death do you part. And I only say this cuz their spouse dies and their Internally, they're torn up, especially the guys. The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. You're not an adulterer because you remarry. You are freed. And it doesn't matter how much time passed. As soon as they've died, you are now freed. The freedom from law and its power is ended at death. That's the point he's making. Is it important for me as a believer to recognize that I need to have death to get free? Let me read on. Therefore, my brethren, verse four. Remember, whenever there's a therefore, what's there therefore? You're building on the thought, what he just said. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ so that you might be joined to another, to him. See, once you died, you're now freed to be joined to Christ. You have to have that death so that you can have the freedom. And once you're freed, you can be joined to him as to him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear fruit for God. Now we get to come into having a fruitful life. You know, so many Christians, they struggle and they don't have fruitful life. You know, the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, such things as the, again, such things, it says there is no law. When you walk in these fruits of the Spirit, What kind of rules do I have to tell you to get you to treat people right if you're walking already with love and peace and patience and kindness with people and gentleness and self-control? I don't have to give you rules because you already are gonna follow the spirit of the rules because you'll have the fruit of the spirit. But in order for us to become fruitful, truly to bear fruit for God, he says you must die. Now, I know this isn't popular to teach in our culture, a life where we actually say death to myself so that I might live a fruitful life for others. But let me show you. In John chapter 12, Jesus said, verse 24, truly, truly, verily, verily, in the King James, it says, I say unto thee, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit This is something that if you've grown up in farming, you understand this concept. If you say, I got this piece of wheat, one little kernel. You guys know what a grain of wheat looks like? Little seed about this big. I got this little seed of wheat. I want to keep this. I never want to lose this little seed of wheat. In fact, I'm going to put it in a little glass jar and put it up on my shelf and just admire it. What a cute little seed of wheat. You know, if you said that to someone who really grew up on a farm like I did, I'd be thinking you're a cuckoo because that little piece of wheat is nothing in of itself. But if you take that little piece of wheat and you put it into the earth, what does the little seed do? We don't look at one seed as, wow, that's a treasure. We look at its potential. We go, take that little seed and stick it in the earth, put some water over it, let it be in the earth. Those of you that have the privilege of watching the Learning Channel, I love those little photography things where the glass is there and the little seeds there. And you're looking at it and it goes, E-e-e-e-e-e. I'm amazed. The seed actually looks like it's got a Mexican jumping bean. And it. it goes, E-e-e-e-e-e-e. and then it goes, Pack. and it pops open. And then the this little white thing starts wiggling like a worm coming up. And then this other thing's going down. It's like kind of greenish and it starts and they're pushing both ways. And the one going up starts turning... As it gets up to the surface, it pops through and it starts to gain color, the other one stays white and goes spreads out and the roots grow. I love how when they, they film those things, it gets all the way up and pops up, and then the plant opens and it flowers and it seeds and it. If you would to watch a piece, one little kernel of wheat, how much wheat kernels can one kernel produce? If you don't know this, that one little seed will go into the ground and put up a plant that will put out these stalks of wheat. And they have heads, what we call head on each stalk. And each head can have 30, 50 kernels to it. And it can have multiple heads of wheat. It can make 100 fold, 200 fold from one little seed. We don't go, hang on to that seed, that's ridiculous. Bury the seed. But Jesus points out, now this is to an agricultural society, they'd understand this. Unless that seed goes in the ground and it dies to itself, it no longer retains its identity. In fact, if you look at the little camera, just wait just a couple frames into it, you will notice that as soon as the thing splits open, what happens to the actual hull and the body of the seed? It begins to be absorbed into the plant and it disappears. It dies. It dies a death and it morphs into something. And this is what Christ is trying to teach us through the words of Paul. When Paul is saying, you have to die so that you can live. Jesus taught it directly. Unless a seed goes into the ground and dies to itself, it can't live. Now hear these words if you can today because this is really the point of the message. In John chapter 12, verse 25, Jesus says, and he who loves his life, Loses it. He who hates his life in this world, it says, will keep it to eternal life. But if anyone serves me, he must follow me, for where I am, there my servant will be also. And if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. You want to gain your life in this world? What do we have to do? We have to lose it. We have to quit being so worried about retaining our identity of our greatness. Everyone look at me, see my packaging. Look at this kernel, isn't it a nice kernel? I'm such a great piece of wheat. Jesus says, you need to die. You have to die to yourself so that you can now be birthed into what he wants to make you into, a fruitful life, a life that bears more fruit than you will ever bear on your own, being that one individual. You try to hang on to your life in this life, and guess what, you'll lose it. You lay down your life like Christ did, That's when you start to experience life for what it really is. By the way, a spiritual truth is a spiritual truth whether it's quoted by a spiritual person or not. It's still true, isn't it? It doesn't take away the validity of the truth. So Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth sets you free. Some of you are not free. Your whole life is all about retaining you living for you. And it's not free. It's not a free life. It's a life really that becomes self-centered in bondage. And you don't actually get to experience that simple truth of what Christ said. Want to gain your life? What do you have to do? Lose it. When you're willing to lose your life, that's when you really gain it. Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. He didn't say, deny yourself, pick up all your stuff and your cross and then follow me. I don't see that anywhere in the words of our Lord. But I do see our Lord saying, if you'll lay down your life, then you'll gain it. Will you lay down your life? Will you let go? You know, some of you, the reason you haven't moved forward is because you're hanging on to your hurts, your life, your problems, your things. And if you would just let yourself hear these words from God's spirit that you just need to die to that. Because once you're dead, you'll be freed from whatever hangup it is that you're hung up on. Whatever has been hanging you up for all this time, whatever hurt it is, as soon as you died, they are done. So why not just choose to listen to Jesus and die now? Get it over with so you can move on, right? Isn't this about how to move forward? How to experience life abundantly? But some of you, you haven't let the words of Jesus sink in that you have to die. And unless that seed dies, it remains by itself. That little kernel of wheat can go, I'm going to stay a kernel of wheat. I don't want to lose my identity. I don't want to be burst open. I don't want to have life springing on me. I'll just sit here on the shelf and be a little piece of wheat. Do you know I know Christians that are just like that? They're not willing to die to themselves. They're not willing to let God make them a new thing. They're not willing to let God make them fruitful like he desires to. You want to be fruitful, die. Let him make you new. And truly, you'll experience what I'm talking about. If you haven't experienced what I'm talking about, it's because you haven't died. You haven't gone to God and said, look, God, I'm laying my life on your altar. Here I am. I'm going to present myself a living, holy sacrifice. Take me. I die in you. So now that I can live in you, a new life. And that's what he wants you to do. Amazing Grace Kona thanks you for listening to today's lesson. You can listen to today's lesson or any of the radio lessons on iTunes titled Celebrate the Lord. And if your travels take you to Kailua Kona on the big island of Hawaii, come visit us. We meet Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. On the beach at the north end of the old Kona Airport. For more information on Amazing Grace Kona, go to our church website at AmazingGraceKona.com. Amazing Grace Kona is the original Calvary Chapel Kona.